2: Garrett Bush. And so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Booya.
3: Thursday! Hey. Happy Thursday, everybody! Maurice happy Clourette Chunt Day! Is that uh, Happy What Day? Chunt? <laughs> <laughs> no, don't say that. Be careful. We're going to talk be about that careful. later. This, this ridiculous nickname for Chubb and Hunt. Yes. How it became a thing. Mm. Is it a thing? Should it be a thing? That's mm. all on our on our table today. Mm. Uh, Maurice Claret is here. Should we bring him in right now? Say hello Maurice? to Maurice Claret. Yeah, we can. What's up? Give us. One Maurice one is joining us um, via remote. He'll be on with us all day long. There Maurice, what's up? He's driving. <laughs> 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 It was like, yeah,
4: I'm, I'm moving I'm five minutes from home. This can't be safe. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, well, please five, don't get I'm pulled over. From home.
3: Bro, all I have to say no. is please don't get pulled over. I know how that ended once. I know how that ended <laughs> once.
5: <laughs> see, y'all friends, you can go there. I can't because I love. Right, right, yeah, yeah, <laughs>
3: uh, yeah. It, it, it'll be all positive now. I know it will. I know yeah. it will. Thank yeah. God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so listen, Maurice, yeah, here's what we're going to do. do. Here's what we got. I don't want the ultimate Cleveland sports show to be responsible for an yeah. insurance claim. You get home and, we'll and you back. dial back in because God forbid anything bad happened. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't want. All we've right. already had a guy well, puke on our show this week. That's true. <laughs> that, I don't right, know who that guy was. But... Five minutes. Oh, five minutes from home, I'll be there. All, All, right. Right, All be, right. Be safe. We'll check with you in five minutes.
2: That was worth checking in on.
3: Yes.
1: I told you. Jay, <laughs> by the way, you.
2: speaking of gross things, I've got to take people behind the scenes. Uh-oh. All right, I gotta take people behind the scenes. The men's bathroom slash locker room on our in our studio. It's mm-hmm. not really our. It's like connected to our studio. There's like a gym here. Yeah, that a lot of the other people. In it's the, the WKYC use. gym. It's gross. Man. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't get cleaned on the rotation like it should. <laughs> I see like random socks on the floor. Yeah, somebody shaved a while ago. It still hasn't been cleaned up. No, you know. I think <laughs> I might know who the, who's doing that, but I'm not gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> But I
3: think he's sitting next to me, yes. like
2: behind that door. Oh, was that you that never cleaned up that shave?
5: Mm, that, in that case, that bathroom may be cleaning months. Then. <laughs> that
2: was like in May. By like, the way, like, <laughs> show, can we show that picture that you guys just had that down the hallway there? So there's Anthony, right? That's our production area. doubt past that doorway is a gym, and, and, and it's then, a great gym. By it's the a way. great gym. It's an unbelievable. I room. use it every day. These guys are a bunch of slackers. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Then there's the bathroom, locker room. Like my, my, my. I'm imagining the women's room is all nice and no. clean. And it whatever, probably is. I've right? never been in the there. The men's but, room's disgusting. Yeah. You know what it reminds me of is the men's
3: shower slash bathroom in a, at a college dorm.
2: Oh yeah. Because yeah. it's, it's and, exactly but I, what I will it looks say,
3: like. There's a sign in there that says, "Your mother's not picking up after you. Keep it clean." Yes. Now I use it daily. Yeah. I, I do clean up my space. I mean, I just have a locker in there, right. and I, I if, if I do shave in there, which is very rare, I make sure I clean the sink out. Yeah. I haven't since it's been left in there for a couple of months. <laughs> but, I mean, I see, I'm with you. I see paper towels. Guys are a bunch of pigs. We're, we're animals. We are a bunch of pigs. We really are. And it's no one's fault but the male gender. It's it our disgusting.
5: fault. I always tell people, yeah. um, if, if there was no women in the world, there's no reason to clean up. There's no reason. You keep...
2: only keep it clean for the lady? That's it. That's <laughs> it. What's funny is, I am obsessively neat. I am too. Yeah, I'm I not necessarily too. like, the ba- the toilet can get a little gross and my wife's like, this is so disgusting. Yeah. How are you not bothered by this? But, <laughs> but yeah that's the no <laughs> nah, listen. This guy, this is some cap. But I am very yeah, neat. It's all this
5: cap. Everybody's, a, everybody claim they're a neat freak. I'm gonna go to your crib and just walk around. Trust me. Hey, listen. Just, I'm any time, you I'm gonna just you, walk you in there away. and just, I'm I'm just My wife is even it. more and your space, not your wife's yeah, your space. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Yeah, but but he shares his with his <laughs> wife. <laughs> I'm
2: actually much neater than my wife. <laughs> Are you really? Yes. Yeah. She's cleaner, much cleaner than I am. But I'm much neater. Jay, you
0: neat freak? No, I have ADD. I'm everywhere. You're everywhere. You see my desk? It's atrocious.
3: I learned from working in the business for 35 years the people with the messiest desks are usually the busiest and the most genius mm, well, there if you, you go, go upstairs and well, look that's at my desk that's my, desk, wrong. my <laughs> desk looks like a movie set <laughs> End desk of debate. it's cleaned mm. every day <laughs>
5: You know, you ever be in the Jetsons? Remember they used to have that, that the electronic maid. Oh, her was, name was so, actually Rosie, by the way. Rosie yes, yeah. it was. Well, she does the same thing. As soon as I, I come in, I throw a watch there. She picks it up. I put a hat there. She comes back, picks it up. Like she's behind me. His wife's
2: like, name is Rosie. Her, my wife's don't name, and, and I, don't, yeah.
5: I couldn't tell if it was dirty or not because she just cleans it that fast. <laughs> you're, you're just a slob. Yeah. Oh,
2: by the by way, the way t- wasn't the Jetsons in 2022? Wasn't that the year of the Jetsons? Was it really? So it was kind of somewhere kinda, near here. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I don't know. I never heard that before. We're not floating around space like that. I love that show. I love the juxtaposition
3: between the Jetsons and the Flintstones, Flintstones. it was just oh, yes yeah. like when I was a kid I didn't get that but yeah. as obviously as I got older I'm like oh I see yeah dark ages dinosaurs mm-hmm. future robots Pretty smart. Yeah. So, um, yeah, before this, yeah, I, yeah I'm just going to put
5: my hat on. I'm going to take my hat off. I, I bought this hat because I was celebrating that I retired Tybuss. If you did not know, rewatch mm. last He said he's done. He's finished. So, I just was going to take he lost this off. The YouTube. He, he lost him. the YouTube bet. I didn't, I didn't beat him. him. Um, shout out to the Browns. Um, this is the strength and conditioning coach hat. Y'all don't got this. Oh, nice. How'd you, How'd get, you that? get that? How'd you get that? G Bush. I'm mean, the people. Say, <laughs> That's true. You are. I got a belt. you got your, <laughs> yeah.
3: got your well, you won yesterday. I mean, the yeah. people spoke in fair uh, and square. Now the we can, now we yeah. can too. Uh, Maurice, obviously coming up on the show. Aditi's going to join us. We haven't really, she hasn't joined us since the Browns Panthers game. So we're not going to spend a lot of time looking back, but I, I'm sure she has should, nuggets yeah. that she'd like to share. Yeah. More importantly, we want her thoughts on the jets and, and looking forward. Also on that note, Mark Cannizzaro, an old buddy of mine who writes for the New York post, um, is gonna join us and tell us what to expect from the Jets. And based on his recent column, yeah, uh, not much. <laughs> I don't think he's expecting much either.
2: I, I always find it funny when people in Cleveland say the media is too tough, Oh, it always makes me laugh because me I'm too. like, in New York.
3: Yeah, that's Like, tough there media. are
2: some tough media members. I think I'm one of them. I think yeah. Jason's one of them. The rest of you guys suck. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think we all are on this show, but a lot of the Cleveland media is soft. Yeah, it's different. There's it, it more
3: competition, obviously, right. in New yes. York for the eyeballs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, particularly now that it's gone mostly web-based, everybody wants the clicks. Yes. And, um, gosh, I was in the decade that I lived there. And, and consumed all of the media on a daily basis. I just was I was blown away constantly at, at the difference between New York media and
2: yeah. Cleveland media, yeah, and and, and Tampa media because yes. I worked in Tampa and Columbus media. It's a big difference, um, Especially yeah. Especially the guys that cover the Jets and the Knicks. N-
3: they, yeah, but I think the Yankees I think the baseball's harsh, The Yankees too. are that's the true. Yankees, That's true. The Yankees are but Yankees have been
2: good, so it it, ha- yeah. it hasn't well, happened now, as
3: often. now it's for some of the years that I was there, they were yeah. not. Okay. And the one yeah, thing right. that New York media put and up with fans that. don't tolerate
2: is a Yankees team that's not in the discussion. That's true. They that drives them nuts. Oh, well, I was fighting with Yankee fans on Twitter. I had them triggered, if you will. Really? Over? Oh, because I said oh, I even though I I actually changed my mind on this, but I I said Otani should be the MVP. Wow, it's about time you flipped. Yeah, you, were, I, you, I, you were I came judge. on and told us it should be judged. I know yeah. that's I was, a no brainer. I know, and then I was like, "No, I'm wrong." What, what? But here's the weird Jason, thing:
3: we got to him.
2: I, I, it's you, amazing. You, it's it, a miracle. But here's he never the thing. changes his mind. <laughs> be, no, I actually do. He does. I he do. flips. Yeah. but but um, the the re- I guess the reason I was against it not not even because it was it was because like if he I thought about this and it may happen if he wins this year he's basically going to win every year. Why wouldn't he? As long as he performs as long like he does. is. Yeah, he's got to he, keep his numbers It's not like that. that he's good at both. Right. It's that he's great at both. That's exactly right. And he that may was not our be argument. the best at both. No. But he's great
3: at but both. You know what? Um, I, I was watching part of a Yankees telecast a couple yeah. of weeks ago, and they said if you compare his numbers to last year's AL Cy Young winner, yeah. better. Yep. Yeah. And if you compare his numbers to, I think, three of the last five AL MVPs,
2: better. It's remarkable.
3: And judge is having an incredible pride. season. He is. Yeah, but, he is. Anyway. But you know what? Your point yeah. is well made. I wonder how it would go if he, I, he's doing it in, on on a team that doesn't matter yeah. in a city
5: where they're invisible. See, I don't, I don't true. See, this is no, no my, pressure. This is my problem with voters. Voters do like human things. Humans, I don't like humans. Humans do regular stuff and they get fickle. They do the both sides thing. Like we, like if somebody do something bad, you'll go back and reach and find somebody else and be like, well, everyone does it. No, yeah. it was just that guy who did it. Or if you get in a position where somebody is really, 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 really good, you'll just say, okay, well, I know he's good, but let me kind of diminish it and bring right, up right, somebody right. else because we got to give him a chance. Yeah. No, little Johnny don't deserve a chance. That's right. Yeah. Like,
2: Although it, I do think Judge will win because of that. That's I think crazy. That because the Angels I, are bad and because they don't want to vote for him well, every year. He's going to hit sixty-two. In my he probably opinion, is. he's yeah. at 57. Didn't he hit two yesterday? He, he two. two yesterday. So he's at 57. I mean, it's, he's so having an absurd season. To
3: think that he's going to go the last 15 games of the year and not get five home runs, yeah. that's not how Unlikely, yeah. So, barring injury, he's going to get 62. And the reason 62, obviously, is significant is because, for most, we,
5: that's we, the number. Y'all wiped it away. That's, that's the, the fair number. 74, y'all got rid of. So... Yeah, well, I mean... A 66, they got rid of, too, it, right? That's I yeah, clean I, mean, I think anything, That's the clean record. All the
3: 66 and the 70 yeah. and the 73 and all that, I, I, it happened. Right. But there's an asterisk next to it. And I yes. think most diehard baseball fans, correct me if I'm wrong, I think
2: most still view 61 as the single-season home run record. I don't think we obsess over the number because it's been tainted, but I... Look at it as the clean record. That's yeah. How okay. The familiar. clean record. Yeah. I look at it as
0: complicated. The yeah, whole thing. It is yeah, very it is. complicated. It's a mess, and very we're not going to solve it here. Yes.
2: So Mark Canizaro on the show.
3: Uh, we're going to talk Donovan Mitchell. We're going to do that in just a little bit. Um, I I can't remember a better debut news conference. He won a press conference. He that press conference. <laughs> man, did he win it? Uh, it was he even incredible.
2: impressed Jason, and Jason's hard to impress. Yeah. He, he did impress you. I, I mean,
3: we'll um, get to it. Yeah,
0: we'll get to Unbelievable. it. Unbelievable. We'll
2: Hold those thoughts. All right,
3: we start today with the dynamic duo. Yeah. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, finally together in the backfield, finally putting up the numbers that we've all known that they can do. It looked like Kansas City Kareem, and Nick always looks like Nick. So you know how this works. When they, when you've got a duo like that, they've got to have a nickname, you know, Thunder and Lightning. There's mm-hmm. been a million uh, combos that, that we've had nicknames for. And apparently now they have recognized the nickname –
6: If you wanna know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
5: This is this is very Say dangerous. it one more time,
6: Jay, just in case <laughs> it's anyone missed
3: it. Shunt. Obviously a combo of chubb and hunt. <laughs> I hate this and I don't oh think it God. should be a thing what, what do
5: you <laughs> I don't like the phonetics of it. I, it's too, it's too, it, it just too, too close. Me, it's too really 40 and slips. I'm I want news real. anchors to be
2: able to say like, that. I'm not, I'm
5: not going there. They, y'all not gonna cancel me. It's only, <laughs> it's only like five of me anyway. I'm, I'm in a endangered species. You're not getting me on a nickname. No, yeah. I'm gonna call you Kareem Hunt, a thunder and light. I'll be, I'll be whack for once. I'm not gonna be on the cutting edge of this. Yeah. Shout out to them. Jay. Do you like it? <laughs>
0: ah, listen. <laughs> <laughs> it started with buddies of mine with Ken and Anthony on 92.3, and I liked them a lot. I'm going to defer. Or, uh, okay, I know what you're we, saying then. I, I'm going to plead the fifth. You're trying, to, you're you're trying they, to ride they the they fence. This. Oh, they 100% Do I get the it. credit
2: for inventing Baker Bros? Because I don't get the credit for that. God damn it. I hey, started hey, that. hey, 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 hey.
0: Um, well, did you oh, invent, invent I that? Have I don't know that? That? know that that's I have true no or I, not. I, don't I know. have no idea. I invented Master Baker. That's a good one, master Wow! <laughs> that, was, we'll get, that. that was mine. I
3: never
2: heard that, oh, but yeah, I like that was it. The, the, all we'll, the master. We'll majors. give Ken and Lima credit. We, you know, we're not petty here. We reference uh, my These old station. Guys. Do you <laughs> like it, Even you though my like old it. station doesn't ever reference us. But, uh, no, it's terrible. <laughs> right. It's terrible. Unfortunately, it, you know, that's what their names are, and it makes that word, but it's a terrible nickname. Yeah. It's just terrible on its own, besides what you might say when saying that
3: yeah I'll tell you I so I print my notes every morning and um, a lot of times I forget them in the office so Mm. my wife will hear the printer going and she'll go in and grab them and say here your notes don't forget them forgetful idiot (laughs) and and she looks at the show because she's interested she watches what she can okay she's a sports fan and she goes oh no 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 and I didn't know what she was talking about I'm like what she goes no 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 there will never be a chunt that is not happening (laughs) So, the women have spoken. Bro, that, now, maybe we have to get oh, our resident female U- Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show voice on. The fa- fan of the Browns. What's her name?
4: Um, <laughs> Rodden um,
3: Lochner. Maybe yeah, she yeah, disagrees. Yeah. Maybe she likes it.
5: I mean, <laughs> I mean, I this is how bad it is. You could walk down the street be talking to your buddy and you'd be like, Hey, man, did you see Chanta last night? And this is just- <laughs> no! What? He'll look at you like, no. Nah. No,
3: bro. Come on, man. How did they acknowledge it? Right. How did they acknowledge it? Of course, if we we could play the
0: sound. sound, I think Tom asked. Tom Withers, I think. No,
1: we we can't play the sound, but you can tell the the story because you've seen it. Yeah. So they looked at each other. They both laughed. Kareem said, (laughs) of
2: course, they did. Oh, we hear
1: it. Don't worry. We hear it in the stands. It's all right. (laughs) But we're not going to tell you all not to say it. Yeah, let's take the tag. This is essentially the written out version. They said, all right and they were talking about it themselves. So it is clearly in their minds as well. Chunt is alive and well. Yeah. (laughs) Well, for now. I mean, I'm sorry.
2: It would be better if you reversed it. The problem is Chubb's got to go first. Yeah, because he's the guy. Like, Hub would be better than Chunt. Yeah. But you got to go
1: Chubb first. (laughs) We're like a bunch of And you guys This is great content right here.
3: It might be great content, but I I'm just for the sake of everybody, I hope this thing fades into the oblivion oh, and we man. never have to see it By again. By the way,
5: y'all, y'all don't even see y'all don't even see the slight and clever misdirection here. The, the story is that they're doing press conferences together. They've already been on record saying, Kareem Hunt is my best friend. They working this up. They trying to get
3: this man paid. Ain't gonna matter. They're trying to get you know, him paid. I'm you know you what right now, hey, to that to wasn't a paid. scheduled topic for the show but I wondered too as I'm watching game yeah. one I'm like why not because we're just now tapping into what they can be hey. you're telling us right here
2: that there's never an opportunity hey. Hey. Never say never Right. Unless, if he continued to tell, take below market value, you think there's a chance? I don't think he's going to take that. So no, I don't think yeah, so don't bro, either. He knows
3: he's not in the twilight, but he knows he's at the, the what, twilight, what, He, what, you know, at the, he took
0: the deal he took because he lost out in Kansas City. He lost out on all the money. And we he had no why. choice, really. He had no choice. So, he took what he could get. Right. And now he's trying to cash in. Jerome Ford was drafted for a reason, folks. Like, this is the end hey, of But they didn't take Jerome Ford in the first two rounds.
5: And we're not gonna act like Jerome Ford is Kareem Hunt. If Kareem Hunt continues to perform, he is Nick Chubb's best friend. See, and I if agree he goes with to the at the end I of the day, they paid him. Joku,
3: business is business. Hey, listen, hey, it's a one but, running but back. If Jason, if the production could see, I, well, here's what drives me nuts. Everybody said, well, they played Baker last year, so they could see what they have. We gotta know what we have. We gotta see what we have. Well, if he would have performed well, they would have given him an extension. Yep. So that's basically Hunt this year, although. He now is being used in the offense the way everybody, I think, on this panel and many or others at least one game think that was. they should for yeah. one game. Yeah. But my thing is, if let's just say by week six or seven, these guys are combining for over 200 yards, they're finding the end zone, they're confusing defenses, if, if they're still shaking their head, nope, this is, a no start, this is a non-starter, he's not coming back, then I'm going to start questioning that because I, here's what I'll always lean on. They gave Njoku $14 million they do, I to your boy. They gave your boy that bag, and we thought he was out of here. And, and you know what? Right now, if I could switch those dollars and say, which one of the two would you rather have under that deal? And I know that running backs have short lifespans, but I, if we're going to pay that
0: and get that little out of, out of Njoku, I'd well, rather that money be going to 27. One, it's one game, first of all. That's I know. I don't yeah, want to get ahead yeah, of ourselves. Yeah. In the tight end position, there's just not many guys out there. There's right. a lot more running backs than there are. Yeah, tight. I still think was a mistake. Is, the, the, I've said all along that the, the, the Joku deal was a mistake. Kareem's yeah. a backup on this team. If if he, if he will take a below-market deal, yeah, bring him back, sure. I don't think it's going to go that way. Like, I think he's looking to get paid. And again, but Browns – but, but he has thing, said guys. publicly he wants to stay here. Yeah, he, but here's the thing. I agree that he probably wants to get
2: paid, but the running, running backs don't often get paid anymore. And maybe
0: they can find some middle ground. Yeah. But I think yeah. he's going to – The Browns are $30 million over the cap I know year. They yep. Yeah, I know they
2: so, are. So, I think Jason's right, ultimately. You can't – in the end, it's one game against a bad team. You and they're going to play some other bad teams the next couple of weeks. Yeah. We'll see. Can you win this way yeah. when they play Tampa Bay and right. Buffalo? You're right. And Luke, Cincinnati and You're Baltimore. we'll right. see. That. It's early. going to be it's harder. And if you it, ultimately, as you brought up a number of times, you win okay. with passing. Yeah,
1: you do. You but but he catches
3: passes. He does. He catches he does. passes. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, McNuggets. Last point before we move on to the next topic. We are lucky to have Maurice on today because there's no one better to talk about right. running back tandems. Right, than you're right. Maurice himself, and so let's let Maurice get the final word on this Chub Hunt Chunt conversation before we move on to Donovan. Mitchell. Be
0: careful. This remind careful. Maurice does this remind you of of you and Lydell Ross? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I that, <laughs> <laughs> I
4: no! What, that. What? I tell you like this. Well, I I love both of them, and I, I've been on Kareem since uh, college uh, when he was up at Toledo with uh, Matt Campbell. And so I'm rooting for both of them, and I think uh, Nick Chubb, I, I love the way he runs. Like I used to say, like if there was another guy, he was probably like a guy, just like me 2.0. He's, uh, he's a bad guy. Uh, but I, I don't know. I I can imagine most running backs want to get paid, but Kareem uh, and all these guys who ever get these big deals, they never end up maximizing them or they never end up uh, actualizing the entire contract. And so it could just be like a strategy play. Like, do you stay in Cleveland and they get below market value, but you stay around longer, you don't take as many hits, and uh, that's what it becomes? Or do you go try to chase somewhere and think that you have, you know, a, a longer shelf life, and, and maybe you get a big deal and you get a signing bonus, but you don't play the entire contract? I mean, you can kind of see what they're trying to do with Ezekiel Elliott down in Dallas. You know, believe it or not, I think that they're going to try to push him out because he he has mm-hmm. so much money on his contract, and, and that's what's going to happen. So – I don't know. If it was me, and obviously I'm not 26 or 27, or however, however old these guys are, uh, I would play like the long game, get paid. You know, you don't take as many hits on your body. Uh, the fans love him. You know, be a fan favorite, make some money off the field. He's from Cleveland and, you know, mm-hmm. live the rest of your life happy without, you know, chasing the big dollars uh, that, that could be in the open market, I guess. What about the nickname? <laughs> uh, I don't well, <laughs> Look, well, I, I feel like this, I, I, don't, I don't care for it. But I'm happy that they're um, – give you a quick story. I'm happy that they can exist because there used to be a time where the running backs used to only want to be one thing, right? And they wanted all the carries. And, like, this is the first time I think these guys genuinely like each other. And it doesn't feel forced Star it doesn't feel like they're trying to make it something for the media. Uh, and if I was Nick Chubb, I would be campaigning for uh, Kareem because I don't take all those hits on my body. And I don't get beat up as much. And, that's a great you know, point. Um, and I, that, that's, what I, that's what I would be doing, you know? Yeah. And, 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 and when you put those two in the backfield, anybody who knows football, you put those people in the backfield, it makes it very hard for defenses to adjust and it's very hard to see who you have on the field. And I watched the game last week and um, you know, and I, I'm not here to critique the quarterback, I'll let you all do that. Uh, but if you get somebody, man, who can throw some of those tight windows um, and you put these two in the backfield, it's very hard uh, to line up and to match up against that stuff. And you don't have to win with big plays. You can win with your four or five yard dunks. Uh, you can, like I'm seeing Nick Chubb get seven, eight yards on first downs. Yeah. You start getting over four or five yards on first downs. It makes it real hard. And I know um, everybody's seen the same stuff I've seen when I watch the game. If the guy hit, you know, if he, if he hit the receivers in some of those tighter windows, and he probably just doesn't have that confidence right now. Um, but, you know, it's a different team. And, and uh, Cleveland's, Cle- Cleveland's not a snatched team. I know that they weren't a good team, but I've seen a lot in Cleveland where I was like, man, you know, Miles Garrett treating guys like kids. Uh, you know, these are grown men who doing this to stuff, too. So, yeah, I mean, we all see the same thing. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm excited and happy for Cleveland. I think Marie- we're all in agreement that yeah. the
2: nickname's got to go. It's terrible. One last thing real quick before, yeah. <laughs> before we get to Donovan Mitchell, I'm curious because you said you had a relationship with Kareem Hunt. Obviously, he's a local kid. He played yeah. in Toledo. I remember having him in studio with me on my radio show when he was in Toledo, and he seemed like a really nice kid. But obviously, listen, he comes from a tough, tough background. I know his dad's been in trouble with the law a lot he obviously had the situation where with the woman he's been in a a number of altercations over the year. he got pulled over a couple of years ago. It seems like he's getting his life on track. I don't know. I don't know him personally. I hope I'm rooting for him too. He's gotten the second opportunity. He's made the most of it. Did you, because of what you went through, did you ever talk to him like more recently about, Hey, you know, giving him advice on how to get, you know, his life on track. And do you believe he has?
4: Yeah, well, absolutely. Well, I, I was brought in by Matt Campbell. Uh, it was him and the young kid out of uh, Pittsburgh. He was a linebacker. And they had brought me with the, to work with those two uh, individually. And, you know, a lot of that stuff is just figuring yourself out. You know, I know um, he got in some trouble, you know, get, got in trouble prior to leaving high school. And then uh, whatever happened in Toledo, he was still trying to figure it out. And that's why he landed in Toledo. And just like myself, you know what I mean? Like, just as a young guy, you're still trying to figure it out. You carry a lot of uh, your, your mentality or your attitude towards the neighborhood, but that's the same mentality that the kid is running with. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So on, on some level, that pain and that, uh, that desire to want something different for yourself and the, the, the look that you give other people when you say, man, you didn't go through what I went through to get here and you run with that fire and passion to compete. That's the same thing that these guys just don't have the, um, the opportunity at all the to work on a mature and regular society. And so, like, uh, every time I hit him up, um, either through text message or um, direct message, if I see something online, he'll hit me back. And I just haven't had the time to go. And, like, he, like that was probably, like, what, four or five years ago. But I imagine if I went up to Cleveland and I, and I rounded and caught up with him, <clears throat> that we can talk and chat. And I think he respects me enough to where, you know, if it was something going on, he would take my advice. But a lot of that stuff, you know, I look back on myself, it, it comes to who you're around. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's the, that's the hardest thing for these guys to break away from. You know, we guys that uh, kind of helps you get to where you're at or guys who are in your life prior to you being successful. Uh, your peer group, you know, those guys have a certain mentality that works for them. Uh, and understanding that you're a professional athlete and, and what comes along with that, even though he's running for all these touchdowns and yards, uh, it just takes guys a minute to just accept that, hey, I'm a professional athlete. And that sounds crazy to other people mm-hmm. uh, because it, it just sounds crazy, but I, I just I just yeah, know it. Uh, but sense. um well, hopefully just, he's turned that corner. It like, yes, yeah. hopefully he's turned the
3: corner. Um, so let, let's do this because uh, we've got a DD scheduled to come mm-hmm. on around 1135 that gives us a little bit of time to talk about Donovan Mitchell. Um, uh, for, from just my view of 30,000 feet, uh, I, I can't remember uh, a, a better introductory news conference for an athlete. And I don't mean just for a Cleveland athlete. I, I can't remember anybody winning a news conference on his first day as much as this guy did he just he's he's, he's like the perfect thing he just comes out of the test tube and mm-hmm. he says the right things he you can tell he's genuine he's happy to be here yeah, Jason, Jason you wrote there. a piece about it you were yep. there I want your your reaction to what we saw yesterday very, f-
0: very few athletes are as insightful and <clears throat> engaging is Donovan came across, yeah. and and you know whether they some guys just don't want to be, they don't care about doing media, and they don't care they're they're gonna give the canned response. Um, some guys just aren't very good at it. Donovan is one of those few guys who takes what you said and processes it and gives it an actual answer. Like he acknowledged, yeah, I thought I was going to New York. Yeah, it would have been nice to go home and and. Be home. He was very I, honest with yeah. that, too. And, but then he pivoted and said, but I'm thrilled to be here because we didn't have to give up any of our pieces. I grew up a Cavs fan. You know, LeBron made him a Cavs fan. He wore a Cavs jersey when he was a kid. He was at the decision at the Boys and Girls Club. Talked about... Which, was,
3: which blew me away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's so there in, weren't in a Greenwich. ton of kids there.
0: No. It was a pretty small audience. Yeah, and talked about when, the cha- when they won the championship and how he celebrated that, and so... I, I believe him, and, and I asked him, like, listen, you're going from one small market cold-weather team to another. These are not destination places in the NBA. Most no. guys try and get out of there as fast <laughs> as they can. It's true. <laughs> and, and he said, I like the cold. I dress better in the cold. And, and again, like, I, I, I'm pretty tough to convince. Like, I'm, I'm just cynical by nature sure. just from doing this for 20 years. Most guys are lying. I believed him. So, too. so you know, and I think it's important to point out, he didn't ask Utah to trade him. Like they dismantled that's this thing, point. right? They yeah. got they they Utah took mm-hmm. this thing as far yeah. as they thought it could. Go. I got the
3: sense that he was was fine there. He was. I he mean, was, he was perfectly. And that's the there. thing.
0: Don't
2: you get the feeling, Jason? That, and maybe I'm reading it wrong. You'd have a much better feel than I would. But that the Cavs not only have these four great young players, but they all seem like. You, you, to be a great athlete, you got to have some ego, right? Everybody, sure. But it doesn't seem like any of them have out of control egos. They don't have bad guys, and they seem like good guys. That's all the of key, them, right? To me, they and, all seem like great people. And yeah. It makes me think it's going to work, at least on some level. I'm not yeah. saying they're definitely going to win a championship, but on some level, it's going to work because it seems like they're an unselfish group of stars.
0: Yeah, we listen, we never know what goes on behind closed right. doors, so right. I try not to say this is a good guy. Yeah, but they do seem like they don't have a bad guy. in the locker room there are no troublemakers there's not guys that are keeping kobe and jb up at night what are these guys getting into?
7: yeah
5: they're not going to get the
0: gm's not going to get any 3 a.m phone calls
3: yeah
5: i I think you know being a great guy and you getting along in the locker room works well that you you got to have that as a baseline but i think it also comes down to the chemistry on the court what is jb going to do to make the roles work right i mean you know, three people, man. I stayed up with sometimes. I like science. You know, there's this thing called the three-body pro- problem where you have three stars and move. You don't know where people are going to be exactly at. right. And when you get more than two things, more than two objects in the universe, sometimes it's hard to predict when you put another third one in there.
3: Let me ask you this, though. Do you still believe that? Because these aren't, these aren't players that have had a decade of being coddled and being that superstar. These guys are all ascending. Yeah. I mean, Mitchell, I think, has been there but the other three are still ascending. I think that having them all together as they're growing is vital. I wouldn't want to bring four superstars together after they've all been individually the best player on their team. I think that's a
5: really good point because they're young enough not to understand, like, like I'm the man. You know, I haven't seen three people brought together that are that young I am trying to think maybe you know Jason how many people have had like I mean you brought had the Thunder the with Westbrook Durant. That's exactly that's right. it that's right. That, right. that was the, the other one that you can that's think of really but you out. know
3: what happened ultimately as they did grow up <laughs> they grew up they ego. all became and ego they, ego comes into ego will come some into point. play
0: and you know I think back to Miami when LeBron went to Miami and, and LeBron and Dwayne have talked about this they got in this habit of my turn your turn my turn your and that's really not a good way to play right. of Okay, I'll take this possession. Okay, you right. get that possession. Yeah. It's got to be natural, right? The Cavs had to figure that out with Kevin, Kyrie, and LeBron. Golden so. State has navigated that space very well. But it was difficult even when <laughs> KD was there. Well, but I think KD was the oil. I do. I
3: think he's the guy for whatever reason. And I don't want to disparage him because, I, from a talent standpoint,
0: he's we know what he is. Yeah. But if you look at how he's mixed with others. It's I not don't well. disagree, but that was my point when Katie went there is when it became difficult for Golden State. I thought he was the guy that yeah. stirred it all up. And we saw that. I mean, let's go back. This obviously was not a good team, but they tried to do this with Kyrie and Dion. Right. And it, it was a disaster. Like right. they were going to strangle each other. And they tried it with, with uh, Darius and Colin, and it didn't work well because Colin needs the ball in his hands. And taking the ball out of Darius's hands, I thought, hurt him. The Cavs disagree. They have numbers that say Darius off the ball and pick and rolls and whatever else. Yeah he can thrive without the ball in his hands if the right person has the ball in his hands. And right. they feel Donovan is that right person. It sounded like Donovan and Darius are buds. Yeah. And I, they,
3: I mean, they were working out together. Yeah. Uh, at one point, he talked about how, you know, in one of the workouts, you know, he said, I consider myself a pretty good shooter, but I'm looking at this guy saying, I think he's a better shooter than I am.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I like to hear something like that, too. I, I think it's going to work. I never was very optimistic between Darius and Colin. Like, you can go find it. I'm on record. I thought that was a disaster from the start. I do think this is going to work because Donovan is better. Donovan can facilitate better than Colin could. Because it's two guys that are similar in size. Right. So you think, well, if it didn't work once, why is it going to work now? Well, Donovan's a better ball handler, a better distributor, a better facilitator than Colin was. Can do more. Huh? Yeah. So that's why I do think that it, I, I think it's going to work.
3: McNuggets, do we want to do um, internet reaction here? We had that scheduled for 1130. Yeah, we still got a minute or two, though. Aditi's
4: yeah. still fine. Okay. I'm
1: curious, though, what Maurice thinks. Yeah, I'd like to hear Maurice's yeah. thoughts, too.
4: There we go. <laughs> <You> not <know>, no. <laughs> It was two things. Uh, so, one, I, I was a Donovan fan when uh, – you remember when Shaq had said, like, he wasn't a good player or whatever after the one game, whatever it was. Uh, right, he, yeah. he took and, some uh, shots at him. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't like Shaq after that, but I loved Donovan after that <laughs> because I thought he held it in, like, a classy way. I, I don't like when old guys hate on the young guys. That's my thing, right? And then uh, the, the second part, I'm just happy that Cleveland has life after LeBron. And you're really talking about uh, this being a team, just me being an Ohio sports fan, um, and, and that, that was just my comments towards that. But I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Donovan Mitchell. Obviously, I watched what everybody else watched on the, uh, the press conference. I watched it on Twitter, a out of all places. And um, and after that, I don't know. I'm just happy to be. I'm happy that the Cleveland Cavaliers are shaping up to be something post LeBron, so I can uh, drive up 71 and have That's something right. to look at. Well, well, you know
5: Maurice, I, I mean, I, I think I think you know LeBron. Um, and LeBron was was yeah. happy. Um with, with Donovan Mitchell. I think he put it on Twitter. Is LeBron cognizant of the fact that the Cavs have not done anything outside of him? And is he like excited to actually have Cleveland have something or a team or have some sort of um you know fan base and, and be in the mix when he's not here? I don't know. Uh
4: that that's interesting. Um I don't know I don't know. I don't I don't know. I really don't know. I I, I, would, I would imagine he's happy that the that the franchise that he helped to bring to some sort of prominence to is uh is moving on and building something new. I would like to say that uh, I'm happy just because you know there, there's people in town who wants to drive up to 71 and and still go to the arena and watch the games and go to the restaurants and enjoy uh, Ohio sports. Uh, but I don't know. I, I was hoping that I was hoping like everybody else that in some capacity LeBron would have thought about coming back. And finishing uh some years up here in uh, Cleveland, and uh, then when I seen the article uh, that was written in Sports Illustrated where he wanted to have his boys uh, come up and and play with them or play, at least be in the NBA while they were playing, I thought that that would um I thought that Cleveland would be a place and somehow some way that he would want to bring his son there. But you know I don't know I'm just a, I'm just a fan and and I, and I hope and wish that um, whatever. You know, whatever decision he makes in the future that, you know, Bryce and Bronny end up happy they end up making it to the NBA. But I'm just happy that Cleveland sports basketball is back to uh, being interesting
2: again. Jason, you know LeBron is better than anybody in this town in terms of the media
0: knows LeBron. He's aware of everything, isn't he? Oh, he knows everything. And I talked to him over All-Star Weekend. Damn near broke the internet at All-Star Weekend. Yeah, you did. When Mm -hmm. he said – don't leave the door open like that door's not yeah, closed right. on him possibly returning. And he did he, some cleanup after that,
2: didn't
1: yeah. he? He, he got, got back. Jason, that was years yes, J- he, he threw Jason. Yes, that was Jason. And then he threw Jason under the bus after Yes, there. he did. <laughs> you didn't know that, Mikey? No. Yeah,
0: That's yeah, a yeah, bad Mike.
2: job out of you, Mike. Yeah, no,
0: was, I,
1: hadn't, I, I wasn't here yet. I was planning yeah. on moving to Dallas.
0: No, that was, yeah, Yeah. that was, yeah. My, that was <laughs> my story. And I think he did a lot of damage with to his relationships in L.A. with that story. I can imagine. And I don't think he realized how much trouble he was in I mean, he's LeBron, how much trouble could be. But he upset a lot of people, and he didn't realize that until he got back to L.A., and he did kind of throw me under the bus. And right. we, It was fine. We talked it out yeah. because they came back two weeks later, and he and I talked it out, and he said, like, you you, you got it right. Like, you said exactly – you wrote exactly what I said. He was never upset with me. He was upset with how – He should have my, been upset that he said it. Well, I, I was, but I never went back publicly or anything. I'm not going to get in No, I know. Into, yeah. Twitter war with yeah, LeBron.
3: <laughs> I wait till he bro. comes back to town. It's a
0: toothpick. You're holding a
3: toothpick, <laughs> it's exactly, and he's like cannon. you exactly. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> so I waited for him to come back to town, and we talked it out, and we were fine. We were I'm, totally glad, fine. I'm glad.
3: I'm glad. But, and, I, but, I, but it, I, I'll say this: I know you won't, but you were right. And, and, and I thought that him being upset at that—look in the mirror, LeBron. Yeah. Right. You said he it. You said it. You don't deny yeah. saying and, it. And you defense, just didn't like the reaction to in it. In his
0: defense, he told me he was not upset with my piece. He was upset with how my piece was twisted and everyone ran with it well that's not your fault that's and, and yeah. that's where he and i right. talked we were i mean it was it was a 30 second conversation and we right. were good okay and good. i said good seeing you you know good seeing you i'll see you next year right and that was it uh, right. but uh, but to g to your question yeah he i think he's thrilled for what's going on in cleveland And he talked about the job. He said, Kobe and listen, Kobe and LeBron didn't have a great relationship when they were, when they were together here. And he said, Kobe's done an unbelievable job of putting this thing back together. And that was before the Donovan trade. So I think for for him to
3: say that is
0: huge. And by the way, he's right.
3: Kobe, hearing him talk yesterday and after falling even more in love with Donovan Mitchell, I don't think Kobe – I know we're giving him credit, but I don't think he gets the credit yet that he deserves.
2: Well, they got to do – I mean, they got to do
3: it on the the court. They've got to deliver. But But when you look at what he's done in Cleveland, Ohio – Especially after the start he got off to, was bad. It was horrible. Well, you know what, though? How much of that was Dan Gilbert meddling and how much of this now – Fair, but we don't know, so Uh, we got to – I know we don't, but the assumption is that he's not nearly as – You do know. (laughs) I think I know. Like I think we're now (laughs) seeing what Kobe really can do and be. And I don't think we ever got to see that when Dan was involved.
5: I was wrong. You know, people's, people, media people say all the time, oh, you guys don't never admit when you're wrong. No, yeah. no, no, no. Oh, yeah. I was I wrong I as hell about Kobe Altman. I was too. I was me too. I was on his case for two and a half, three oh, yeah. years. Like, what are y'all doing? But to get this done, like, you got to think, we talk about Kevin Love being this, this might be the biggest acquisition of, of all time for the Cavs as far as talent wise. And being young,
0: I I still think the Kevin deal is bigger because LeBron was back and they needed a third piece, and they they won a championship. championship. And he averaged twenty six and four. But this is hey, win win two rings, and this one's bigger. And it's while we're talking about Kobe, you know, Kobe and I have repaired our relationship, but we were in a bad spot for a while because I. I hammered them yeah. for the Kyrie trade. Do you think that that was unfair in
3: retrospect? No, because absolutely not. Because he might not have been pulling all the Doesn't strings matter, on Doesn't matter,
0: you're the GM. Yeah, that's true. Well, I chair. know,
3: but everybody has a boss. Yeah, I know. And when you're told by your boss, this right. is what we're going to do, right. you go out there and you publicly take the heat for yes. it. But and I've seen a million moves by
0: general managers where they just were biting their tongue, oh, I know. trying to convince us that it was the good move, I have, and they know it was. I I, I uh, trust me, I know. The idea to trade Kyrie for a draft pick came from Dan. Because Dan said all along to everyone around him, I will never let a player hold my team hostage again. Right. Like LeBron did the first time. Sure. And that was LeBron that was Dan's hammer to hold over LeBron. If you leave me again, I've got this pick. The problem was you could have won another championship. Yep. That team could have won another championship. I no completely doubt. agree. And that was the crux of my complaint yeah. was you sabotaged your own championship window. But were they looking at what? Golden State too and saying but we might have not, got over the ones. We're getting too far down a rabbit hole, but that was not the same Golden State team. I was talking to the guys right, in the locker right. room. They no. said that team is fragile and if we had one more piece we could win we could have won no that doubt. series. Well,
5: what but what was Dan's part in the Donovan Mitchell move? Do
0: you do you what was his play in this? I think in this listen, Dan's role in this organization is far different since his stroke. Kobe credited Dan for allowing him to do this. And and that's that's Dan's role now is to write the checks. But I don't think he is – I know – He's not nearly involved in the day-to-day operations with this team. So, kudos to Kobe. As all. He was it's, it's, it was, Col- so, now this front office, I think, has a little bit more leeway okay. to operate. And we're seeing who they, they can be. Yeah. And the turning point for them was really the – it was really the Darius Garland pick. Right. But the Jared Allen trade is really what has flipped this whole thing. No doubt. So, it's yeah. really within two years. So, Jared was a steal. Darius really developed and then they got lucky which you need I'm not bashing it you sure. need luck they got some lottery luck finally with yep. Evan Mobley they got the third pick and that pulled it all together Great. and now and they go out and bring in these one
2: other thing in terms of the like chemistry Donald. of the team and why you think guys might want to play together for the, the common good which we I think we all agree we think we have with this team is that none of these guys have done that much winning like Donovan Mitchell's only won two playoff series. He's never gotten past the second round of the playoffs. So he's got to be thinking, well, okay, I need better guys sure. around me to help me. Yeah. And this team, these guys haven't done any winning. They didn't win in their playoffs. So, so let's round. team up and win. So let's go any. together, yeah. we can do this. And they can forge a legacy. That's right. And they can win more than one. I mean, if they ever get to that top and they
3: all decide that they're gonna do do it together and stay here. They can win multiple yes, if, no if everything falls Hopefully. into place. McNuggets, you want to do internet reaction quick? We've
1: got to do internet reactions real quick, and then we'll bring in Aditi. And Aditi, if you're listening, I know you're in your car. Horizontal, better than vertical. I can't text <laughs> you back because i got an ad read right now. Whenever we do ad reads, it is brought to you by PCC Airfoils. Looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits. PCC Airfoils is a leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. Anthony, take my phone and text Aditi back and say horizontal. Thank you. <laughs> Uh Where were we? All locations. Of, I only have two hands and one mouth, and I can't read. As she turned it. She heard. She's listening. Aditi's on. All locations are in East Lake, Mentor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up, plus full benefit packages, paid time off, and a signing bonus supply online at precast.com slash careers and more. Didi's only got a few minutes with us, so we're going to run through these real quick. We asked, how would you grade Donovan Mitchell's first day wait, in Cleveland?
2: We got it. We got Come out, Virginia. Don't let me wait. <laughs> The PCC airfoils Just can't wait. Okay, oh, that's good. That's
3: good. good. I like that. That's I'm a, I'm, I'm a big good. Billy
1: Joel fan. finally got right, right. like you. All that all right. Very well done. There it is. So yeah. we asked them to rate and Donovan pretty good Mitchell's singing too. grade. His first day in Cleveland, his overall performance. Let's take these Steve. Let's take the first one. A lot of people are like you, Jay. Hey, <laughs> no other grade needed. Let's take number two. You can't see it, but it says, does your system have pluses or is a the highest? Another big fan and last but not least. He hit the nail squarely on the head, nine out of ten, wow. because nobody's perfect, except <laughs> Aditi, who's the perfect sideline reporter. For CBS yes, and beyond, the Browns coverage this week. Aditi, thank you. We got 15 minutes with the so no, no bad questions today, guys. Only, look, only by the way, bad. you
3: look great Sunday. No rain. The rain gods held yeah. held off.
1: Hey,
2: you look fantastic, and he, you did a terrific job. Hey, and by the way, why is McNuggett saying no bad questions? He's the one that asked the bad oh. questions. What, what kind of comment is that? <laughs> hey, Maurice, you way should, to instill, instill confidence. Maurice, in
5: so you should be upset. They made you go home when you was in your car. Aditi comes on in the car. She's, She's not driving. She's parked. She's
4: parked. <laughs> I'm doing 80 down the freeway. <laughs>
7: <laughs> You're I'm doing 55. Say, I'm <laughs> being safe. I am parked. Mar-a-dum-a. Nobody is moving. I'm outside my daughter's school, of all places. And it. it was so hot, guys. It was like 90 degrees on the yeah, field it in looked Carolina. The might have it. been better.
0: Aditi. A- I don't know if you saw Jimmy after the game. I mentioned this in the piece I wrote. Jimmy's shirt was so soaked from the heat and from the stress and exhaustion and adrenaline, it looked like he showered in his shirt. I asked him, I said, is that sweat? Or did somebody dump something on you? And he goes, no, it's all sweat. The whole back of his shirt was soaking wet. We were all stressed about that
7: that game. And then I sat on the plane like that. Thank goodness I was wearing purple, so you couldn't tell. But it was awful. It's so hot. And I think this Sunday is supposed to be really hot too, right? It yeah, it yeah. It's to be, yeah, it's supposed to
3: be beautiful weather. It's going to be a nice game. So we all got to suck it up here.
7: It's uh, going to be six months to winter in another week. The, Come on. Wait, can we go back to Billy Joel? What's this about the Cleveland Browns asking for their DJ song selections and Uptown Girl is one of them? Is that right? Is I that really happen happening? That Did the You're the Browns what? reporter? I haven't heard that. What? I mean, Uptown <laughs> Girl is a great song. Brown Fans to vote for a song selection, and it's "Wonderwall," "Tiny Dancer," "Uptown Girl," or "Chicken Fried Something." Chicken oh, Fried, maybe.
1: Chicken maybe. Their Fried from, points from uh, with the Brownie the Elf logo, oh. and now eliminated. Negative. Wow,
3: that's that's. Wait a
2: second. First, of, First of all, yeah. "Uptown Girl" is a great song, but there's 50 Billy Joel songs better. Yeah, I don't
3: know why you would pick
2: that. It, side. I, I actually like it, but it's there's a <laughs> lot of it. Although the video, Christy Brinkley in that video, my yeah, god. Yeah, I know she was but, a smoke uh, show back in the day.
5: Dee uh, Dee, let me ask you this question: What was the feeling like on the sideline when the Browns lost the lead? Baker came down and scored, and then they came back. And what was the feeling on the sideline when the Browns were moving and and then the field goal happened? Was it was it tense? <laughs>
7: Um, I don't think that there was really panic. Like, of course, there's tension because the truth of the matter is is the Browns absolutely dominated that. I mean, the Browns were in control all game with the exception of a few plays here and there it's not as if the momentum ever really swung it was kind of like at one point wait a minute how did the panthers have the lead considering the way the browns have taken it to them but the browns gave up a couple big plays on defense a couple big penalties too included in those plays then of course there's that big huge pass completion i think that there was a lot of cool and Everybody knows what they have in Cade York, which I found Cade York telling me after the game that his coaches told him they didn't want his first kick in the NFL to be a long kick. Felt really kind of silly to me. But everybody knows this kid is money. And even if he'd miss one, it's not like he would have gone in the tank after that. So it does feel a little odd that they are using kid gloves on him initially, especially coming off those 10 days off. I'd actually... Talked to specialty coordinator Mike Prefer, before the game. I was like, really? Like, are you sure he wasn't hurt? Were you guys not hiding something? And he said he just went straight from a season at LSU to training for the Combine. Joining us the whole time. We just decided let him rest a little bit. Prefer said that k act told him the morning. game in a really long time. But, you know, I don't know. Like, good for him. Good for him that his very first game he nails a 58-yard game winner. Yeah,
3: right? Like, AFC special teams player of the week. First game out. Yeah. Like, you, you can't yeah. beat that. Let's turn it to the Jets, Aditi. Um, you're on the sidelines again Sunday in Cleveland for the Browns and the Jets. I'm sure you've been diving into uh, the Jets and what they have. How how do you see this game playing out? What's What's your thumbnail right now?
6: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The
7: Jets do actually have a good defense. You know, they did a good job on the Ravens run game. Um, I talked to Nick Chubb about that yesterday. Obviously not at length because Nick Chubb doesn't really talk at length. But he did. You know, give the Jets credit for what they do do. Uh, and the mm-hmm. top of my nose is right there. Um, He... Yeah. You know, I think that they fly to the ball well. I think that they're sound in what they do. Obviously, offensive Joe Flacco right now is not scaring any, but they do have some good receivers. So, I'm texting with my game crew this morning because Robert Sala, you know, said earlier in the week he's keeping receipts over everybody who uh, doubting him. And then yesterday, Mark Canizero wrote a story saying that oh, the Jets are so fired up by their coach saying that he's keeping receipts and I actually just my colleagues shouldn't you be fired up regardless like wh- why do you need your coach saying that to say oh, okay now I'm going to come to play so I really don't want to should any of that too much until I actually have the opportunity to talk to any of the Jets players or coaches but I don't think that the Browns are in a position to take anybody lightly or gloss over anybody, and every single one of these games is desperately, vitally important. I mean, this is your home opener. You're unveiling the elf, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. By the way, I, I,
2: Robert, so- like, you can't be like this taking receipts nonsense. That never works when coaches on bad teams do that. Like, no. good, good luck. Holmgren. With Mike Holmgren. Yeah, the Mike Holmgren. Like, like you know what you do. We're going to last longer than you are When now. you say that, you yeah. provide the biggest receipt
3: exactly. for everybody else. Right. It's here it stupid. is. I
2: said this once. When coaches do that. Yeah. It's really dumb. Aditi, when it, when it, do we still have Aditi? Or, or, yeah. she's still here? Oh, right. okay. I didn't know if we. All right. Um, specifically with the Jets' talent and their skill position talent. Like, I look at their their offensive line, it stinks. Their their quarterback stinks. Uh, their skill position position talent is interesting I don't think like the Panthers had a couple of really elite top performers and but not great depth at the skill position I think the jets are the opposite I think there's some really interesting talent and depth but I don't think they have any at least proven front-end talent is that fair
7: um uh, well what do you think about Elijah Murph does that does he not
2: I mean he's uh, he's talented but he's unproven he didn't do you know he had a nice rookie season but he wasn't Jamar Chase. He wasn't Jefferson, you know, elite player. Sure.
7: But I also think that's part of – it's kind of what we're saying as receivers, aren't we? Like, just because we don't know much about anybody beyond Amari Cooper and maybe sort of Donovan Peoples-Jones, aren't we supposed to give them the opportunity? I'm well, kind of a little bit more intrigued to see if Joe Flacco does indeed start because it felt like earlier in the week – Hubbard's the door a little bit open to potentially be making a move there. So I don't, know. I don't know if that happens. I don't know if it is. It could potentially happen in game. But again, this is one of those things. If you're talking to an audience in Cleveland, this is about you more than anything else. This is about whether you put it together, whether you have a clean operation, you know, it's like Kevin to at halftime. It felt as if the, brown's offense got better as the game went on and he said well it took us some time to get our sea legs underneath us okay well that's not an excuse for week two so how do you come out week two do you come out a little bit more seasoned a little bit more clean in your process do you make some of those connections you know jacoby Brissett had amari cooper a couple times and didn't connect with him i think that you forgive that week week one i don't know that you do week two
3: so you think there's a chance that Flacco doesn't play then?
7: I mean, I think there. Robert Sala left the door open. Jay, didn't you hear? Did you see that? I did. He didn't, was asked. No. You know, obviously, no. The crowd was booing, and the crowd wants. And I hate that I'm doing this. It's Michael White, right? It's Mike White. Right. White. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: Yeah. Mike White.
7: Yeah. God. I keep doing this because I keep calling Zach Wilson, Kyle Wilson, and last <laughs> week I kept calling Ben McAdoo, Bob McAdoo. So I'm like, ah! Ne-
2: neither right, anyway. worthy of getting their names right. <laughs>
7: <laughs> well, if Michael White is like starting quarterback, I better get that right. Thank goodness That's I've true. got a few days here. Yeah. I don't know why I'm saying Casey White. It's Casey White. Why would I want to call him Casey? Uh, but anyway, so um, – Obviously the fans booed and the fans chanted for Mike White and they wanted him because he played fairly well last year. He beat the Bengals. Sorry, Adam, to remind you of that, but he did. No, he did. And Robert Sala said, well, we're going with Joe right now. He said every position has competition, but it feels like right now we'll be going with Joe. Same as saying, no, 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 Joe Flacco is definitely our starting quarterback. Right, right, so, so he,
3: he left it open. Aditi, I hate to do this, but the signal is, is really bad. And it's, it's breaking oh. up. We're not getting – we're probably getting about every other word. So, we're going to cut it short. Good luck on the sidelines. We'll, of course, all be watching, and uh, we'll all talk right. to you soon. Thank you, Aditi, right. for, for spending time with us. Guys, I'm surprised by that because – I know she makes the point that last year, yeah, White came in and, and beat the Bengals. But when you look at Flacco's line – and I didn't see the whole game. I was popping in and out like, yeah. like, I, like I usually do – um, I mean, look at his, his 37 of 59. A lot of it was gar- 300 yards. Yeah, but was I know, but that's the game dictated stats. that he
2: have to throw that. But, but Jay, I, a lot of those stats were in garbage time when the Ravens were already up. Well, they
3: got their, t- their only touchdown <laughs> when the backups were in. But, I mean, the <laughs> yeah. line is what it is. I it's think 37 it's of 59 for 300 yards. What does yards. it
2: say about the head coach if he decided Joe Flacco was the best guy to win and then based on one game where they were clearly an overmatched team, you're going to go to another guy. Like no, we I, did it once at halftime. Right, in the first and that's game. poor coaching. Like you <laughs> yeah. should have no. known the right guy.
3: I no, mean, listen. I'm neither not,
5: of
2: those guys are any
5: good. If I got two backups and one ain't doing it, I will pivot in a heartbeat. You're a backup for a reason. I ain't got no time to be waiting on a backup for two, three. Yeah,
3: games. but you know how fragile those psyches can be, Maurice. You know that. You've you've seen the the psyche of a fragile quarterback. I mean, you pull them out in the first game of the season or after the first game of the season, you could be that could be a recipe for disaster.
4: Yeah, you, you uh, you, you lose a lot of confidence with your teammates or the guys in the locker room, and I don't care what it is, if you're on offense or defense, everybody on the entire team looks to the quarterback, and if you just have no stability in that position, uh, it just makes for a rough everything. Uh, you, out of all positions, you need like just someone to be hunkered down on, uh, not a not a defensive lineman, a linebacker, a defensive back, nothing. It's all it's all about your quarterback. Your quarterback sets the tone. And so when that when that piece right there isn't sort of solidified, um, I don't know. It just makes it rough for everybody.
3: It really does. Yeah. I'd be, i be, you
2: know, I know he left the door open, but I, I'm going to be shocked if we don't see Joe Flacco on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, as Adini said, Mike White had a couple of decent games last year, but you can I mean, the fans cheering for it. Who cares? I mean, any coach that listens to the fans is an idiot. Especially in New York and Jets fans. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they could be three plays into a game and they're. It boom. doesn't matter. The Jets are a bad team. Joe Flacco's not good. Mike White's
0: not good. I'm not convinced that Zach Wilson's any good. I didn't think he was
2: good I coming don't think out of college. He, I don't think so either. We'll see. Yeah. But at
0: least there's some hope with him. Yeah. If there's you know any chance of a lopsided win for the Browns on this schedule, yeah. And this is it. And a shutout. I think this is the easiest game on the schedule.
3: Man, I just want
2: at that, home, one I of just, the worst teams, backup
3: just, quarterback. I just want that win, man.
5: I, I, can't, I ain't going to ask yeah. for no shutout. I don't care if they win by one point. They need to keep winning. Boy, I know the Jets ain't that good, or whatever the case may be, but I didn't see the Browns lose to a Jets team. A million, yeah. Was well, it 2019 or 2021? when, when yeah. was in, we went up
3: to, to – And we had counted that one as a win,
2: too. We counted Again, that the Bengals, who went to the Super Bowl, lost to the Jets last year. Yeah, so, bad teams can beat good teams. Absolutely. It happens. Yes. It's the NFL. Yes. Yeah.
1: The Jets are number 32 in all four major power rankings. Oh, wow. Metrics right are, now, if that oh. gives you anything.
6: Eight hey, Prime members.